0: Kia ora, welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm sitting here with my friend, Troy Ruhe, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Now that is a bit of a joke, because you'd know it is the second week, and usually I alternate between having a guest and having a solo episode, but you know what? I'm going to check in with myself today, basically because I'm injured, uh, a lot has gone on, and I don't have a guest who could come in this week, so I thought, you know what, let's just have a little chat, let's see see where we're at, Uh, let's see how the reset is going, and I appreciate everyone who's been sharing the episodes, I appreciate everyone who has been giving me some cool feedback, just on how they think the podcast is going, and just how, you know, how it is, how it has grown. Um, But yeah, no, I've just got a a few things that I want to talk about today, and uh, a little bit has to do with anxiety, and I think... um, I think what we're going to get, what we're going to be able to get to, is just like where we're at, where I've been at, and just kind of acknowledging that part of myself, uh, and just coming out and sharing a little bit more because I'm, I'm starting to feel around this part of the, this time of the year, um, you know, with the reef, with the reset and all that sort of stuff, but also just you know, people being apprehensive to want to set goals and whatnot, uh, just because of the change that comes with it, or just the change that you have to acknowledge in yourself. Um, so I'm here for you. I've always been here for you, and I'm just going to keep sharing as much as I can, uh, just so that we can become the best that we can be, and I truly mean that, I genuinely mean that, I know sometimes, you know, it's easy just to feel like, you know, um, you know you need to want to, you breathe as bad as you want to succeed, all that sort of stuff, I know it can become quite motivationally, but that's not what I'm about, I'm about doing the small things really, really well, uh, and just allowing yourself to, to f- figure out what works for you. Um, we've got a poem here, let me just uh, get into this one. Sometimes you've got to let it go. Suffocating the seed will never let it grow. Unless you're willing to bleed, your commitment never shows. Capitalistic greed keeps the feelings low. Nurse me back to me so I can breathe through. I've been living this way just to please you. Saying yes when in my mind it's the only thing I wouldn't want to do. But I'm so scared that all the rumors you spread about me will start coming true. The connection to my soul is disintegrating quickly. Because my actions are not aligning with my values, which disrupts my integrity. And all of this worry erupts the hive of anxiety and leaves me in a hole thinking my whole life has been a lie to me. And that is from Shackled and Two Chains. Obviously, a bit of a homage to the rapper Two Chains, but also acknowledging that you know you can be shackled and bound by all these different things. Uh, that keep you to, to the way that you can act in that time and the boundaries that are set and not necessarily set by you. Uh, so really appreciate that poem coming in and I think it's it's really dealing more, you know, we're dealing more with time, where your time goes, where your energy goes, who you become, just to make sure that you can go forward. And this is something that we've been talking a little bit more about like with my project, my project, the one where we're running uh, using maramataka and, you know, aligning our energies with the different things that we're going to be doing, um, we're also looking at, you know, what are our skill sets? What are the things that we enjoy the most? And um, finding the other people in our team who's actually who are actually good at those skills. Um, and who are the people who can actually put you into a position where you can discover a skill or discover something that you're not quite fond of, but actually become good at it and have that challenge. Um, so that's been, yeah, that was an awesome poem that just kind of re- reiterates a lot of that stuff. And, um, I think a lot of us are dying. A lot of us are dying to please others uh, and it's that anxiety that you'll never be enough or that you won't be considered enough by other people. Um, so yeah I think that's what we're going to get into today a little bit. Um, just <coughs> that anxiety or or just that that feeling of anxiety and what is anxiety? What does it mean when people say they're anxious about different things? And then I'll talk to you about you know my path with anxiety and, and just you know, when it kind of occurs, and just kind of how weird it is, and how once I started realising it was a thing, then I can start to deal with it a little bit, um, but yeah, just for those of you who are on the YouTube, uh, or on the video version, you see that I'm, a, I'm in a sling right now, my arm is shackled to my body with these two chains, um, so basically, I pop my AC, it was in the first hit up of my last game that I just played, uh, and I played an entire game on it, um, you know, just typical old hard ass stuff uh, and it's pretty bad so I'm in a sling, I'm uh, just going to be in a sling for a while now so I'm pretty okay with it. but the the one thing that I've noticed um, is that I just yawned, it's, I think that's the first time I've ever yawned doing a podcast here but it is a late Friday night and it's been a long week um, but yeah basically I, it's it's so weird like it's, I've got this on and it's the first time people have stopped and asked me like how I'm doing and if I'm okay and if I need help with anything but like with all the other stuff that's gone on my in my life no one's really questioned it no one's really asked you know everyone just has just assumed that I'm okay because of the type of persona that I have um so yeah it's, it's always interesting that it's always physical physical changes to someone when people start to ask if you're okay or not like all this year I've had black eyes I've had you know just swollen different places I've had little sleeves on my leg and stuff just because of things that I've had in terms of injuries and that's when people ask me if I'm okay or not but we we go so often during the during the week or during the day uh with people that we see often and we never really check in to see if they're okay um and yeah it's just it's just interesting it's just really really funny that we you know we talk about integrity and we talk about being able to look after people uh but some of us don't even do the basics some of us really don't even or if we do try to do the basics we're we're not really there listening to what's actually happening um so yeah i mean it feels like you have to be visibly uh, visibly distressed for anyone to care but at the same time i i went through this weird thing where i didn't want to wear my sling and go through my office, because I didn't want people to worry about me, so maybe it's a little bit on me as well, but it's just interesting, and I don't know if anyone else has had that reflection, but if you have, you know, just, how does it feel, like, do you, would you prefer if people asked you a little bit more, or would you prefer that, you know, it, it stayed the way that it was, but then does that, you know, does that exacerbate how things are, or does it make things better, or, you know, does it just leave things the way that they are, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'd be interested to hear what you thought, but yeah, basically just, with my anxiety, and we've just been breaking into it a little bit more, and and I'm starting to see that it's it's really, really little things, like the, it's not, uh, it occurs, and it's, and what happens when I do get it is just like, basically most of my life, I feel like I'm bracing for impact, like I have this anxiety, or I have this, this um, internal kind of jitter that, something's going to come something's going to go wrong everything's been going so well that something's going to go wrong I don't necessarily know what it is uh, but I know that it may go wrong but it's weird because I don't have it when it comes to having to do a big presentation having to teach having to do any of those things I don't get any anxieties my anxieties mostly come from you know going into a social situation and not knowing how to shake someone's hand um going to you know becoming a disturbance for different people if i if i walk and pull a push door pull a push door you know do people see me and if people see me you know they they see that i'm an idiot those are the things that give me anxiety it's the anticipation of what could go wrong and not necessarily in big important things. So a lot of it, I'm bracing for impact. Um, and because of that, you know, I have been called sensitive a lot of the times because I'm always kind of on edge. So when I'm going to go into things, um, like I'm not sure if it's going to go well. And I, you know, I'm quite touchy. I'm quite not touchy, not touchy as in want to be touched, but I'm quite like you know on edge because I'm like something could go wrong. And, and and people have called me fragile because of this. Um, but really, it's just because I have my routine. There is a way that I like things to function, and if they don't work that way, it freaks me out quite a bit because I don't know how to control the situation. That's where my anxiety comes from. So if I'm going to places that I frequent often, absolutely, I really don't mind, I don't care who's there, I'll do everything because I'm aware of how things work. This is why I'm the type of person who will drive to a venue the day before that I need to be there, and I'll look at where the doors are so that I there's no possibility of me going wrong. And it's not because... Yeah, and it's and it's mostly because I want to be, you know, I don't want anyone to see me and not see me not knowing what I'm doing. I think it comes down to, you know, I don't want to seem like I don't know what I'm doing. It's part of it, um, but yeah, no one. Just something that, you know, I try to, you know, I do this and it keeps me safe, it makes me feel, it does makes me take my mind off things, it makes me feel at ease if I know that A, someone's going to be there or B, it's something that I can do uh, or have been part of before. I don't mind learning a new skill, I don't mind like having to present in front of a bunch of people but it's all the anticipation of actually getting there like, is there a toilet close by? Is the food actually going to be nice? Is there going to be coffee? Am I going to be able to, once again, go to the toilet if I need to because I drink too much? Um, All of that sort of stuff is the stuff that gets me anxiety, uh, the stuff of not knowing quite how things are going to play out, but like I said, I can go out, play in front of a bunch of people, I can come on, talk to all seven of my fans, and nothing ever gives me, like, I never get nerves, I never really get too nervous, I never really get anxious about, you know, how that's going to play out, it's more just the stuff that leads up to it, the very, very small, weird things that people don't really think about Um, and just, you know, this is going to play out very differently for a lot of other people but just to let you know that all those small things that make you anxious, they make you anxious for a reason, there is a reason it's happening and I think we need to stop calling, you know, saying that anxiety is not a thing because a lot of people do get anxiety, um, And a lot of people do get it in different ways and a lot of people kind of use the word um, but never really have explained it at at some point. So no one decides, that's the thing. I I don't think anyone decides whether you're going to be anxious about something or not. And this was something that used to always frustrate me Mm -hmm. as I never really had the right people listen to me, or I never really had the right people give me the proper compassion, or the proper uh, time to actually be able to deal with the anxiety that I had, if I had anxiety, they're just like, oh, you always get anxious about this sort of stuff, yeah, okay, so if you knew that this is the stuff that I get anxious about, how about giving me a little bit more time so that I can plan, so that I can actually get myself ready for what you're about to do, so yeah, that's, that's when it comes to being called sensitive and fragile, is that I've had, you know, people who just didn't really didn't really get what I was trying to say when that would happen it's just like, oh, why are you so complicated? Why? I'm just like, I don't choose to be this way. If I could, I would definitely not be this way because it's a very limited lifestyle uh, when you get to a point of just being crippled by your thoughts or crippled by, you know, this this thing in your brain or this thing in your body that just makes you feel like, you know, nothing's going to go well. That's hard. So it's pretty much just like I'm walking around in fight or flight. When I get when I'm going to somewhere new or when I'm thinking of of different things that could possibly happen, I'm walking in fight or flight. So everything about me is like I'm ready to to fight. If a tiger comes out, I'm ready for it like that's the sort of thing but th- this is dealing with stupid thoughts like if my shoe falls off or if i slip over at the at the traffic lights or or if i'm running late running late is one of the ever since i could remember even when i was a little kid i could always remember like watching the clock tick and just you know counting down like how long it would take me to get to a certain space and then i'd start thinking well, you know would other people be late these people live slightly further than me maybe maybe they're running late too and that would make me you know give me a little bit of comfort i would go through and then I just like say, oh yeah, it's only one minute. Oh, okay, there's three minutes left. I would think about every single second that's going to go by, all the traffic that was happening, just to get to where I needed to get to. All of that stuff, my mind races at a bajillion miles per hour. Um, and what I find is that, but so so often I was so caught up in whatever was was making me, you know, anxious that. I would actually never engage in the things that would liberate me, like actually looking out and being present with everything that's happening. So that's kind of what we're going to get into today. So that anxiety that I'm talking about, I think a lot of you have an idea of it, but it's just having those worrisome thoughts, you know, worried about what's going to happen. So worried you're thinking about in the future, you're not really where you are, you have that sympathetic drive, so you have those anxious feelings and thoughts, the what ifs, and you're worrying, so there's not necessarily any immediate danger, because you're worrying, you're just thinking, okay, this could happen, this could possibly happen, and when you're in it, it's hard to tell yourself that you don't need to be like that, you know, so when you're in it, that's all you can see, and this is something that I've been saying for a long time, is when you get so deep into different things... That's kind of all you can see. That's kind of all that that's your reality at that moment. Your perception becomes your reality and your whatever your mood is at that time is going to affect your perception or play into your perception which then dictates what your reality is. If that reality is something which is full of uncertainty, then you that's all you can think of at that time. You're not you're not, not going to sit back and just, because that's your reality, and be like, ah, oh, I'm anxious right now. I should really stop this. You're just going to be like, oh my gosh, this is everything that's happening. I'm so worried. I'm scared. Oh. That's what's going to happen. And that's fear. And it happens. And this is when the, this is when I wish that I had someone who could have just told me, who could have just sat me down, held me as a little child, and just said, you don't need to be like this. It's okay. It's okay. I know I I understand why this is happening. You don't need to be like this. We can get through this. I just wish I had that instead of being told you're being so stupid. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's going to happen. I never had someone talk to me as if like, you know, it was something that was truly genuinely a problem. And I think that's probably why I never got to deal with it as well as I could have because I've always just thought you're you're an idiot for thinking this way. You're an idiot for having these thoughts. Sorry, that's me talking to myself because a lot of other people who, when I would bring it up with them, you know, never really took it seriously when I was, you know, breathing heavy or when I had to go walk or when I had to just, you know, couldn't zone out and and just needed a bit of extra time just being called silly or just being like told that it's unnecessary that I get like that. Um, Yeah, a lot of that, not knowing it at the time and not having a language for it is definitely taken me to a point where I thought I was a weirdo I thought I you know couldn't I thought there was there was something wrong with me and now come to say t- I talk about it now and everyone kind of relates to it and what's and all those people who who still don't get what I'm talking about you know they 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 go through it now and it's just like I was just so much more aware of it then but you know at the time I just I just sent I guess I, I listened to what they were saying because, you know, maybe it was just me who was who was going through this. But I was just a bit more expressive when it would happen. Um, so yeah, these the thoughts when they do come in, and this is something that, you know, I I started to experience a little bit more was just thinking that the more that I would have these thoughts, it, it would turn into sensations, and these sensations would be the things that would maybe like help me not perform as well, uh, or just stop me from doing anything in general. But what actually happened the other way is that sometimes I would get the sensations for different things and and I wouldn't necessarily be in a dark place in terms of my thoughts but because the sensations started to come and I associated them with that anxiety that I would have, I was just like, oh no, oh no, there's actually something that I'm not aware of. So I start thinking, what if? And then that's when it would kick in. So it was kind of a psychosomatic thing but also a somatic psycho thing where my brain would you know, influence my body and how that would feel. But then sometimes if my body would feel a little bit weird, you know, I was so in tuned with it that it would then start to play on my mind. But instead of my mind having the thoughts, the thoughts would then be, what's happening to my body? And that would start to freak me out. Kind of like a hy- hypochondriac type of situation. Uh, so that would happen. And I guess the 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 easiest way to kind of explain what anxiety is or, or how I kind of see it, it's a bit of a trance. It's really something that kind of just comes over you uh, and it distorts what is important at the time, it distorts the real, um, where you can be, it, it distorts like where, what your actual reality is, yeah, like I said before, and it's almost like, you know, you need to get in a position where you can have your tools, and you know that rain's going to come, but you also know that the rain's going to go at some point, and it doesn't necessarily mean that your day is over, it just means you have to put on a coat, Uh, It just means that you have to take an umbrella. It just means that you have to go, you know, get a new form of transport so that you don't get wet, or you just get wet, and that's fine. But it is one of those things that is going to pass. These waves of anxiety, you know, they come and go, and sometimes they stay a little bit longer. But we can have a a couple of tools just to help it subside a little bit. Uh, So that's where I want to get to now. uh, Is you can do, you can do all that you want. Uh, and and it's going to be so different. So I what I've noticed is that I've had almost the same kind of approach in most episodes where I've been talking about what you can do and what you can't do. Um, and it's just it's so you know I the reasons I give the things that I do is, is because these are the things that I do and these are the things that work for me. Sometimes it's not going to work for you, and that's fine. Um, but something that you know I think we start with is, is that we you know just say. Um, you would treat them as you would treat yourself, or you'd treat yourself as you'd treat a good friend, and I've said this before with the self-compassion stuff, but you could either yell at them and just say, you know you're an idiot, or you can talk softly towards them. And it's just, you know, this is fine, this is going to pass. And once you feel like it can pass, then it will pass, and you'll be a little bit more calm as it happens. Um, and you have to take them in. You have to learn how to welcome the change, and it's just like the weather, Once you weather that storm, you know, the bad weather passes and then we can get through that. Um, So a couple of things is breathe. So you can calm the system. So the different types of breath that we can have, I'm not too much of a breathing person, but I like to like have a whole, a long inhale and then a long exhale and just focus on the breath and just, you know, feel it passing my lips as it comes in. Feel my chest expand, feel everything happen and then feel it pass out as it goes. What that does is it just reminds me of where I am. Uh, starts to remind me of my real reality and the time zone that i 'm in as well, the present, as they would say, so being mindful in that moment of everything that 's happening, feeling the chair that i 'm sitting on, feeling uh the dryness in my throat right now, just <coughs> i don 't know what that is I need a drink of water, but yeah, I might sound a little bit weird um, and another thing that I just do now as I exercise um. Feeling my body, I think that's part of mindfulness for me and I think it's part of my meditation is that I'm starting to feel my body work uh, and assign meaning to the different work that I'm doing and the different feelings in my body as well. That's definitely helping me. And I think it's also like getting moving. Um, <coughs> goodness gracious. I would usually cut that out, but I don't have the time. But yeah, it's just to get that, you know, get get yourself moving in a way that's like, yeah, I'm on top of this. So that I think, I think if you can show yourself that you're a dominant person as well, that different anxiety starts to go away a little bit because you realise you're on top of things. So that's one thing, exercise, uh, which also comes into meditation because I use exercise for meditation as well, especially when I'm going for walks. But you can actually do the meditation. So tune into what you need. So if you're doing the meditation, you know what are the things when you're getting those anxious thoughts or getting those anxious th- feelings. What was the thing that actually helped you? Uh, or sorry, what was the actual the thing that helped you notice that it was happening? Uh, and then where was it occurring in your body? And then just get, spending a little bit of time in your thoughts of of that area of your body as well, and just being like, okay, what's happening here? Uh, I, I feel that. I feel that this is this is heavy here. You know, what nec- was there anything necessarily that can came up Um, and then self-havening just you know being being kind to yourself actually just like giving yourself some calming words a little bit of soft touch as well uh, in some places now I'm not a touchy person I don't like being touched but there are just sometimes you know you get rubbed in the back of the head um, just something sometimes in your hands if you just get a soft touch it kind of like reminds you that you're calm that you're here, and that you're okay, um, yeah, it really puts me into the present, and it makes me feel like I'm properly there, uh, and calm, and it gets to a point where like, I just don't have any thoughts at that moment, because I'm just like, wow, this is this is all that matters right now, um, so getting into the present, uh, so that's the basic mindfulness as well, so factually, what do I see here, what's actually going on, okay, this is my reality, none of that is actually playing out, that's just my mind doing some overtime, which it's very good at doing, uh, yeah. So presence, being in the moment. Uh, a book that I would probably read that was recommended to me by Caitlin Gillilin on this pro on this podcast uh, is The Power of Now. Eckhart Tolle uh, basically talks about the power of now and the power of being in the present, and that will probably change a lot of your perspectives. Um, I listened to the audiobook and the voice was a little bit, you know, hey, how's it going? Uh, so if you want to read it, maybe read it, and, and that'll be a cool book to get into. Um, stop making stories with the with your mind. I, I tell that to you, and I tell that to myself because I know that these thoughts can seem so real, and the better your brain is, the more creative your brain can become. It starts to make these huge you know feature-length movies um, about your life and telling you about your life and what's actually happening in your life, uh, and then it comes up with all these alternate endings, which aren't really the nicest. Um, so yeah, making sure that <coughs> you're not spending all of your time in your brain. And you're not spending all your time making up these stories about what could and what should be, um, instead of what's actually happening. And we all have compassion, um, and we show it to others quite a bit, but how do we actually show it towards ourselves? Um, So an easy way to have compassion is to ask a a couple of these questions. Is firstly, the thing that you're thinking about, is it true? Is it actually true? You know, objectively, is this true? And if it was true, are you absolutely sure that it's true? Just double down on it, double down on it, put your neck down on it, sorry, put your knee down on the neck. Are you sure? Are you absolutely sure after that, how do I feel when I do believe it? okay so if that was true, this is how I feel about it uh does it feel good or does it feel bad? Most likely it feels bad so would you uh what who would you be without the thought? you start to see oh well okay, I'm actually not a bad person, or I'm actually a lot better when I don't have that thought. So just go around and remind yourself that having that thought is not the buzz whatsoever. Anyway, that has been an all over the place, all over the place Uh, chat about anxiety uh, and just a lot of the thoughts that come up but as you can see in terms of the negative emotions and a lot of the negative emotions that I've already spoken about on this podcast uh, they we all deal with them in a very very similar manner uh, but we do need to acknowledge them first and I think with anxiety especially for me it's always been one that I've brought up and just said that I've been anxious in multiple situations and it's never really been taken seriously Uh, a lot of my you know why I say no to different things is because I get highly anxious and I get to a point of almost being crippled, and I just have a lot of bun- a bunch of people who just push me and just say, you know, because of because of who I am, because of what I look like, and the things that I've done in the past. You know, a lot of people don't actually see that it's it's a huge deal for me to be able to get over these different things. So for me to be able to come on and talk about this, I think that's why I was a bit shaky because this has been something that um, a lot of people just assume doesn't affect me, uh, but it does a lot. Um, and yeah I mean quite quite ironically I didn't get too anxious before this one because I was actually quite excited uh, to be able to share this all with you so yeah I love you Uh, it's been another episode Uh, it's been another week and I really appreciate everyone for this and remember to keep sharing uh, and just keep you know keep writing with me I really enjoy having you all here so yeah that was a kiss for all of you who are not watching love you